often what happens is sustainability is thought of as some concept that's purely related to conserving the environment. But that's not true. Sustainability is, I explained the three Ps earlier. So you, if, you, if you can make a mental image of uh, a Venn diagram, you know, in geometry, we were taught in class eight, nine, the, the Venn diagram with, let's say, you know, three circles overlapping, you know, each other in a, in a small central space. One circle is, uh, you know, people. The other circle is planet. And the last circle is performance. And then there's that small area which is kind of overlapping. That's sustainability, right? So it's a mix. And it's a pure balance of, so no circle is bigger than each other. All circles are actually equal, all the three circles. So planet, yes. Conserving the environment, yes. It is one third of the entire concept. But there is two thirds, which is on performance, whether it's performance of a business, performance of a nation, you know, which is judged through, let's say, human development index or the GDP, etc. Or it is, um, you know, people, right? Uh, What about vulnerable groups or people different types of people who can be empowered through this entire process. Namaste, hello, welcome to Prunership Diaries. I'm Shweta, your host for this show. Each week I interview either solo pruners or entrepreneurs or mom pruners or side pruners from varied fields and expertise. If starting a business is on your mind and you want to learn the nitty-gritties of running a business or you want to become a solo pruner, jump right in. Let's explore the intricacies of taking charge of your own business. Welcome to Prunership Diaries. Uh, Today we have with us Zitin Munshi. Zitin is the founder of NextMile Co., a startup that focuses on helping businesses grow sustainably. She has over eight years of work experience gained across various subsectors, organizations and geographies as unique as Botswana. She's a passionate advocate of sustainable development and holds a master's degree in development economics from the University of London. I am in awe of Zitin on the amazing work that she is doing. There are businesses offering products or services, but uh, NextMile Co. helps other businesses function in a sustainable way for a better world and future. Zitin, I'm so honored to talk to you today and share the brilliant work that you are doing that is much needed for a better world. Welcome to my show, and I'm so, so happy to get started with our conversation. Absolutely. Hi, Shweta. It's a pleasure to be here. Heard lots of great things about also the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for that very flattering introduction. Um, And let's dive in. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So Zitin, let me just, uh, you know, get back to to your past a bit. So I want to know what triggered your interest in uh, sustainable development uh, while being a student of economics. So could you tell us a bit more on that? Sure, sure. The first encounter that I actually had with this whole concept of, you know, doing something good for society, something good for humanity came uh, during my first year of pursuing my bachelor's degree. Uh, in Mumbai, uh, while speaking to my professor. And it was only because of him that I actually pursued my master's also in development economics after that. After actually I came back from London, uh, I was doing some research work in New Delhi with this uh, you know small think tank. It's called Association of Asia Scholars. And this was in 2013. So we used to do a lot of uh, cross-country research on like international development and you know those areas. And, you know, while doing all that research work, I also learned about this whole new concept of corporate social responsibility, which is CSR. 
uh, wherein basically the government of India at that time, which was 2013, had mandated 2% of um, the average net profit of certain companies beyond the threshold of, you know, their turnovers. That concept just um, struck a chord in a sense. And I was quite intrigued with that whole thing. And, you know, before I knew it, I was actually helping other multinationals to, um, you know, look at their CSR strategy and their implementation programs. Um, when I was sort of, I moved into Samhita Social Ventures, uh, which is a boutique consulting firm that looks specifically at this um, area. However, uh, the concept of sustainability and sustainable businesses actually came to me in my following move, which was made to Hindustan Unilever, uh, where I was basically looking at the concept of sustainable businesses and um, how brands can actually make a real difference on ground if you know they really want to. And I, that's where I realized that this whole concept of sustainability, the you know the larger concept of sustainability existed, and the fact that actually it was good for business, you know, it was good for business performance. So this whole concept of sustainability, you know, includes basically three pillars largely. So there's there's the three P's. So there's people, planet, and there's performance. Um, and it was a new thing that I came across at that point in time. And I realized quickly that, you know, the narrative has to change and there has to be a, a greater awareness, you know, about this whole concept of sustainability. So that's when I really came across this whole thing. And that's the very long answer to your very short question. That's quite some amazing work that you have done before, you know, starting off Next Mile Co, which is, you know, which we'll be talking about uh, in a few minutes. So, so glad, I mean, uh, from where you started, uh, you know, with your professor saying so, and then you pursued it and uh, you also brought about or explored the aspects and the avenues where businesses can make a difference, of course, which it's you through CSR and, of course, uh, when you're talking about sustainable businesses and how can they make a difference. Uh, so that's just wonderful. Uh, so Zitin, I'm very intrigued to know about uh, your experience in Botswana. Could you tell us how you ended up there and <laughs> what all did you do? Sure. So shortly after, um, you know, I finished my stint at um, Hindustan Unilever, where I worked for a, nearly about four years. After that, I kind of went to Botswana on a volunteer consulting project. Um, so Botswana holds holds a very special place in my heart. And that's primarily because it was the first time that I actually, um, you know, realized that Small businesses have the capacity to, and in fact, must embed sustainability within their business model right from the inception phase. And before I proceed any further to talk about the work I did there, you know, a lot of people tend to ask me, where is Botswana? They've not heard of, you know, the, the name of this country before. Uh, so let me take a minute to explain that to your listeners, just for the interest of your listeners. Absolutely, please. Sure. So it's highly likely that um, your listeners would have heard of the country South Africa. Uh, so Botswana basically is South Africa's neighbor and um, majority of this country is covered, uh, you know, with the Kalahari Desert. And therefore, you know, because it is landlocked, it also experiences harsh temperatures. So winters can be chilly up to one to two degrees Celsius and summers can go up to 40 to 42 degrees. I spent about half a year and I saw both the extremes <laughs> in yes. that half a year. I went there as a fellow under the Technosurf Fellows Programme. Um, TechnoServe is an international nonprofit, and um, they look at a host of projects, but um, this project specifically was basically um, for looking at the local community and the youth out there. So I was actually placed in a very small town in central Botswana, which was about 650 kilometers from the country capital. I was working there to basically make the youth economically active. What they meant by economically active was defined as the participants of this program should either have 
an internship. They should either find a job, they should start or grow their you know individual or group business that could be existing or it could be a new idea altogether that was a that was a very special experience so because you know in my previous stint i had picked up how large you know multinationals or large companies can actually uh, look at sustainability in a more holistic manner but here i was looking at trying to understand and also put into practice um what small businesses can do are they motivated do they really want to do this and if they do it does it work so let me throw in an example here just to you know put things into context. Yes. I remember a group of five enterprising youth who had come with a ready business plan to me and so the whole program is much larger. I went only for the implementation part of making them economically active but before I came there was a 3 month intensive training that all the youth selected for this program had undergone to you know how to make a business plan, what are the challenges that you face? what are those stressful aspects what are the life learnings that you need to be aware of uh, you know before you embark on this entrepreneurial journey or a journey to basically become economically active in some way and so these guys came to me and they were like we have a business plan to basically make furnitures out, out of used tires so just to give you some local context uh, most travel in botswana is done by road and very often uh, i myself saw this you know in my road journeys you will see piles and piles of you know used tires just lying unattended uh, across you know the highways and and while making you know furniture from used tires is not a novel idea in this town they were the first ones to actually think about it and you know embark on this journey plus you know the the good part was that they had already identified you know local guest houses and motels who might require such furniture there were already wow. individuals talking to them you know that you know we want this kind of a furniture piece for our house can you make it so now uh, you know we we worked together to understand what could be those modern designs that they could look at what could be the utility based materials and also the aspect of cost cutting because they wanted to give the best price you know to the customers right so that made me reflect upon how opportunities can be created in a manner that they really provide value to the eventual you know target audience that you want to look at so that was basically an example um that i thought i'll just throw in to explain uh, how it was applied those kind of experiences were quite special because you know so they gave me an opportunity to get my hands dirty on the ground so right. that's why i think um, you know going to botswana was one of the best decisions uh, of my life <laughs> wonderful i mean so innovative and um, and of course uh, with your volunteering opportunity and uh, you going and exploring and also as you mentioned getting your hands dirty and getting to know as to how it's going to happen and work that's just brilliant so i want to know when when did the start trigger uh, i know you were volunteering in botswana and uh, you had uh, you know sustainable development uh, which was your foray and your forte as well um so how did next smile co come into being uh, was it something on your mind that you wanted to put in as a venture and and could you tell us more about uh what it offers and uh, if you could also you know uh, uh talk about a couple of projects that uh, next micro has worked on with various other companies so that'd be great so i want the entire story <laughs> that's like um a, you know an essay you know in uh, <laughs> i've done my bachelor in bachelor in arts so in most of the arts paper humanities papers you have to just keep writing <laughs> usually <laughs> <laughs> and uh, economics is slightly lighter because at least you have some scope to like fit in diagrams but uh, the question the questions that you've asked um 
this one's going to be a long one. So yeah, <laughs> we're all ready for it. So the 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 thought of you know the fact that business leaders are actually looking for sustainable practices came to me when I was in Botswana because the understanding of the context, as I mentioned earlier, of large businesses came to me during my uh, nearly four year stint at Hindustan Unilever. Uh, but you know, never had I thought that I would actually start an enterprise of my own in this in- entire domain until a very casual conversation that I had last year with my friend's husband who I had called him to actually ask him if I can, you know, uh, take his help to build a website for myself as a freelancer, like a freelance consultant. And he's also a freelancer in the web development space. He heard me out and I told him that, okay, I want this, this, this is data on my website. And these are the projects that I've done in the past because I'd done a few freelancing projects also earlier. And he's like, uh, Zidan, how about looking at actually making this an entity, like an enterprise of your own, you know? I'm I'm just asking. And that and that just asking, you know, became like a nagging question and you know, eating my head for the next few days. And I actually started to seriously think about it and um you know, I discussed it with my family and like in most other cases my family was extremely supportive of, you know, this decision and they were like, okay, at least experiment, at least start, see where it goes, does it have a demand? Are people willing to do this? Are they interested? Are you making something out of it? Uh, and also, are you providing value to the people you want to? And so therefore, this the, the whole entity of Next Mile Co actually was born. It's a pandemic baby. We started in August 2020. Oh, wonderful. We're a very small lean team. But basically, we're a consulting firm that, uh, as you already said before in my introduction, uh, we're a consulting firm that empowers businesses to grow sustainably. So what does this rather complicated sounding line really mean? Um, let's say you are the owner of a corporate gifting company based in India and you're looking to do something out of the box, something different, you know, with your product line. We can help you innovate. We can help you launch, you know, your very own product line that's probably sustainable, that is planet friendly, that is that's that's soft on the planet, that's socially friendly as well. Maybe it is manufactured or created by, let's say, artisans, you know, or right from the materials, right up to the packaging as well. How is it that, you know, your company can look at conscious gifting? Now, that's an example of a live project that we are doing at the moment. So that's the kind of work that we do. That's like an example of a regular business that we would support to embed the concept of sustainability within, you know, their business model or their product or service line. Let me share another example of a social enterprise. A social enterprise is basically an enterprise that is uh, doing something good for the planet and its people. So inherently, you know, through its product or service line, it is doing something um, that's positively impacting uh, the planet or society. Let's say you're a firm that specializes in strategizing and implementing projects to do with, let's say, solid waste management or green cover management, which is afforestation and, you know, uh, growing uh, a lot of greenery, etc. And, and or, uh, you know, wastewater management in that, in that sense. Uh, and let's say you're facing a problem of communicating your on-ground work, right? You want to scale up your operations, but you're not able to communicate the work that you do on ground to newer stakeholders. You're getting repeat clients, but you want new clients. You want new stakeholders in this whole thing. We could guide you on the right tools to actually amplify your marketing and communication strategy, right? That is most authentic to your values, to your purpose, uh, to the target audience that you're looking at, to the overall work that the organization does, you know? Um, and that's, again, another example of a project that we're about to finish with one of our clients. So essentially, it depends a lot on what's the challenge or what's the what's that question that's nagging you, you know, uh, as a business leader. 
that you pre- present to us. And then we try and, you know, untangle that whole concept for you, uh, but in the most planet-friendly and socially-friendly way. Those were just two examples, but for ease of understanding of the larger audience, we've kind of divided our work into two, into four buckets or four key areas. One is driving operational efficiency. So the question here is, how does your business embed sustainable practices across its value chain, right from manufacturing to the doorstep of the consumer who is consumed? And then, you know, uh, let's say it goes into either your dustbin or your compost or your, you know, that's for a product line. Of course, for the service line, similarly, right? But basically value chain. Second is amplifying marketing and communications. The example that I just mentioned to you, how does your enterprise most authentically, you know, um, communicate and make a meaningful difference, let's say, through their marketing strategy. Third thing is sparking collaboration. So which partners should your enterprise be collaborating with to serve the purpose of the partnership? So every partnership would have a different purpose. It could be to drive scale. It could be to create a greater impact um, and so on and so forth. And the last bucket is on spearheading innovation. So how does your company think differently? The first example uh, on the corporate gifting side. How does your company think differently, you know, uh, about its product or service line, right? Uh, And then, of course, make it a reality as well. Um, So that was, in a nutshell, about Next Mile Go, the services that we offer and like a a few examples of projects that we are doing. Yes, that's wonderful. I think think you nailed the essay. (laughs) 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 Wonderful. I mean, for the work that you're doing, um, as I mentioned earlier as well, uh, we do have companies like, you know, who are selling products or it could be services that they're offering but um, I mean where I must say that uh, you know Next Mile Co and uh, what you're currently doing it's so brilliant because I mean one thing is of course you are enhancing the business in uh, every aspect which you mentioned before uh, uh, you know the perspectives which you mentioned that you are about in I think apart from that I think the main thing and the crux of uh, Next Mile Co is is the sustainability aspect right I think that's so beautiful uh, because companies of course run and you know it's it's all about the profit at the end of the day or probably giving something of value to the customer of course uh, yes. but then there's also this value that you have to bring to the world as such you know to perform better as you mentioned it's about uh, people performance and uh, planet that's beautifully laid out and I'm so happy and glad that uh, you know you have a team working on this wonderful aspect thank you so much and uh, I want to know I mean you did mention about Next Mile Co and you know what it offers uh, but I want to know as an entrepreneur what were the challenges or are there any, any challenges at the moment that uh, you know uh, that you faced while setting it up or while running the business at the moment so could you could you share you know some with us listeners sure um, I think um, just that everything was so new to me, this whole thing about setting up a business, trademarking the name, what is the difference between legal terms like LLP, sole proprietorship and all that stuff also, right? But most of all, it was more like, will I be able to do this or not? How will I do it? You know, most of the challenges came in because of the thoughts that I had created in my own mind. And um, somewhere I forgot that when you decide to actually start a journey, the universe keeps sending you positive signals and gets you in touch with people who will help you in that journey, who will grow together with you. And um, soon enough, Next Mile Co started getting projects. We slowly built a team. Um, I was contacted by many people. So I think in the last six, seven months, this must be my 14th interaction publicly. Wow. And... Uh, a lot of people like you uh, have, you know, reached out to me saying that we want you to talk to, you know, 
students who could be potential entrepreneurs or inspire other you know current uh, entrepreneurs mompreneurs solopreneurs and so on like your podcast here so while the challenges kind of remain and those thoughts keep you know pushing pushing uh, oneself further and of course the whole thing was this whole pandemic thing was and still is of course uh, right now it's quite intense i tried to look at these whole setup challenges and these thoughts in my mind as very very minor things in the larger scheme of you know global challenges that all of us are really experiencing since the time that um, next milko has started it has you know been in the pandemic period so that way it's just been very lucky all right i mean that's brilliant uh, we'll get into more about uh, you know business running in the pandemic more on that later i'm just curious to know uh, what is the business model that you have adopted i mean when you say uh, you have uh, you know clients coming over to you and uh, wanting help with their business in in whatever aspect so i just want to know is it how, how do you go about it is it on a project basis that you do or is it a particular say marketing uh, i mean or the communication channels that you mentioned so is it just that uh, or do you look into the overall aspect because you know you you want the business to perform better sustainably uh, so how does it all work just just so curious uh, to know about it so um i did touch upon this slightly earlier and um mm-hmm. so basically it all depends on the difficulties that the business wants solutions for sometimes what happens is the approaching enterprise leader may not even be fully aware about the root cause of a problem or even the problem itself so we also help them think through we have multiple conversations before we even come up with you know this is the problem and this could be the potential solution and each engagement is very unique because even the solutions that are suggested uh are crafted uniquely to address the specific challenges that that business and their stakeholders would be facing such that of course the solutions are planet friendly and society friendly you know uh so yes the the process the solutions recommended the scope of work the timeline the financials everything differs from project to project from client to client it's extremely extremely customized uh that's a business model if if you want to call it a business model but that's how we operate So it could be the overall aspect, or is it just to the point? Whatever the problem is, so you come in and you pitch in there, and you give them various options and suggestions. Usually, it's like that, and it could run across any of those four areas that I mentioned earlier. It could be even out of those, but usually, it spans between uh, two or more of those areas. So I can't say that one particular project will be only on, let's say, uh, looking at innovations. Uh, it all depends on what the challenge is it could be across two or more um of those areas that's very intriguing i mean because i mean of course you have your own venture and you know <laughs> what to do with it but then you're involved with various other businesses out there which which are i think various organizations right because you work with non-profit then mncs then multilateral organizations and that's quite some amazing knowledge uh, that i think your team should carry because you know a whole lot of things <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i mean running a business uh, for yourself is one thing but you know getting into the business of others and figuring out what is what works best for them oh my god that's quite something out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it is it is quite interesting and um, sometimes you know um it's it's a lot it's also a whole lot of there's a wave of emotions also that you go through because you're living it with the we usually work with the leadership team of uh, any of our clients 
uh, because obviously it's mostly sustainability is a top down uh, thing uh, when it starts from a strategy level so usually when the leadership is like keen on looking at sustainability in a larger way uh, therefore obviously it makes sense to look at you know interacting with the cxo level in that uh, domain uh, and also this is one thing that um, consulting firms are usually you know infamously famous for like you know making very very fancy formats which are like one size fits all kind of thing or like minorly tweaking something and then that's not how we operate we try and customize every little thing like i mentioned earlier right from the uh, scope right from the process uh, to the solutions and even the timeline uh, for one client it might you know take 2 months to do something uh that then for another client it might take 4 months to do the same thing because the number of stakeholders will be different type of stakeholders will be different uh and even the number of gatekeepers internally might be different which might also change the timeline a bit so all those aspects uh, you know looking at a very customized uh you know approach i think is very that's really the foundation absolutely i mean kudos to you and your team uh for you know going about it <laughs> thank you so much All right. Okay. Uh so I have a very general question. Just want your perspective on this. Uh so do you, do you think uh, businesses in India uh have a long way to go in terms of awareness and implementation regarding sustainability? Sure. So I think the terms long way to go or are they good are very subjective. You know what I feel might be a very long way to go for instance may not be for you or what you feel that oh this business is good may not you know be so for me and i also believe that it's not suitable to compare the levels of awareness among businesses and particularly msmes uh, micro small and medium enterprises who we primarily work with in india vis-a-vis let's say to the west you know for instance um i do however believe that there is huge potential for the private sector to actually um, take an active role in making a meaningful difference and there always is you know like i mean for everything in life as well uh, there's always something there's always potential there's always greater room for improvement there's always some way to go and i also believe that we're all work in progress versions of ourselves i think as long as we look out for opportunities um and capitalize on them smartly when we're looking at the context of let's say business, the business community in india uh, i think the understanding of how sustainability is much larger than just corporate social responsibility because it has a legal connotation in our country if you also notice the three words corporate social responsibility are slightly heavy uh, they're quite they're kind of borderline burdensome <laughs> if you know you read them separately and uh, uh, just the understanding of the fact that there is something like sustainability which is kind of more holistic it's broader it's it's good for business performance it's not something that you're doing for just social good and then it, that money is gone sustainability is something that's larger um, you know it's it's meant for growing your business and growing your stakeholders and growing the planet and its people together and i did realize that uh, while doing my groundwork for uh, starting next mile co you know a lot of entrepreneurs are somewhat aware of this uh, kind of long and complicated term called sustainability but then they may not have the right uh, you know access or rather access to the right resources to understand more about it they might be curious about it okay there's something like this but then how do i really you know internalize it in my business so after talking to a few entrepreneurs you know i realized that uh, maybe they need to hear from other entrepreneurs on how those guys have taken their journey forward you know so right. in november 2020 i actually started my own podcast uh, which is called as sustainability simplified 
and um, as the name suggests you know it looks at simplifying the concept of sustainability but particularly in the uh, in the context of businesses uh, primarily through conversations you know with entrepreneurs uh, who are turning this specific aspect into reality that's a kind of um, longish convoluted answer to your question but this is what i feel about it all right perfect i i think my next question was about your podcast sustainability simplified that flows in very well then yes yeah, so could you tell us about this journey i I will I will yeah sure sure Of course I I know we are in the same boat with respect to the podcast aspect uh but I want to know how has it been um interacting with fellow entrepreneurs and uh, talking about sustainability So the the podcast just a bit about the podcast a little more in detail is that it reaches out to prospective you know entrepreneurs current entrepreneurs of all types you know just to give them an understanding of how different businesses have embedded sustainability let's say into their operations or looking at their partnerships or through their product and service line innovations or marketing communication strategies whatever often what happens is sustainability is thought of as some concept that's purely related to conserving the environment but that's not true sustainability is i explained the three p's earlier so you if you if you can make a mental image of a, a venn diagram you know in geometry we were taught in class 8 9 the the venn diagram with let's say you know three circles overlapping you know each other in a small central space one circle is uh, you know people the other circle is planet and the last circle is performance and then there's that small area which is kind of overlapping that's sustainability right so it's a mix and it's a pure balance of so no circle is bigger than each other all circles are actually equal all the three circles so what planet yes conserving the environment yes it is one third of the entire concept but there is two thirds which is on performance whether it's performance of a business performance of a nation you know which is judged through let's say human development index or the gdp etc or it is um, you know people right uh, what about vulnerable groups or people different types of people who can be empowered through this entire process so i kind of try and uh, touch upon all these aspects and um, just as an example you know i did a three episode series where three episodes where i got an experts from the artisan handicraft and handloom space to make our listeners understand that there is this whole aspect of empowering people who are vulnerable or live in areas with low access to resources uh, and providing the market linkage linkages you know uh, which is also covered under sustainability right uh, because it's that uh, second p of people So yeah so sustainability simplified i think it's been a fantastic journey completed 11 episodes so that's been a great journey it's been really good um out of the 11 two have been solo and the remaining have always been guest um episodes so we've spoken about very interesting concepts like sustainability and music um this artisan handloom thing uh, lots of you know interesting stuff um, it's available on youtube spotify google podcast gana geo savan stitcher Uh, you'll find it and um if you if you just type sustainability simplified it'll be right there super and i'm sure the listeners out here uh, will obviously you know tune in to your uh, podcast and uh, yes if there are entrepreneurs solopreneurs who want to get their businesses you know in and have the thought of sustainability then yes of course i'm sure they would reach out to you <laughs> most welcome yes all right um so zitin because we've spoken about businesses and how they can implement sustainability i want to know i mean could you tell how anyone can incorporate sustainability in their day to day lives uh to make that small difference and bring about that change 
I know we do a bit with respect to water or, you know, the wastage and all of that. But if you could, you know, tell us, you know, how, how we could do it in, in our own simple ways. Sure. I think um, before the how, mm-hmm. I would like each listener to ask themselves why. I mean, only once you kind of have a clear purpose on why you'd like to take actions towards sustainable living, the how will automatically flow. You will start getting ideas that I would not be able to probably answer right now, you know, during this podcast. Often I say this, you know, in in a lot of my public engagements, and I'll repeat it here. We are the sum of our choices, you know, as they say. And, And making a choice to living sustainably only and only depends on the intention and the purpose behind it. I mean, there are so many ways, you know, right from choosing a bucket bath, or, you know, over a shower or a tub bath, right? Doing a carpool or walking uh, to work. I mean, of course, right now, most of us on uh, are on work from home. But when, you know, life comes back on track or getting a few indoor plants, uh, having your own kitchen garden, if you have some space at home. When you're gifting somebody, think of a conscious gift, which is utility based and maybe made out of sustainable materials and packed sustainably. Or you can gift experiences to people. So how do you, you know, um, do it is secondary. But I think why you should do it uh, is more important. And if you're not convinced about you wanting to do, um, you know, or living a sustainable life, don't do it. Because, you know, if you're doing it out of force and you're like, oh, somebody said that I should do it like this. If you're doing it out of that, it's not going to work. You might get frustrated after a while. But if you're a business, close your eyes and think about your business 100 years down to, down from today. You might be dead, but would you like your business to live on? Maybe yes. If yes, then of course, a sustainable uh, business strategy, embedding sustainability in your business is very important. And similarly with an individual, close your eyes and think about your grandchildren. You know, you might be gone 70, 80 years from today, but your grandchildren, would you want them to live uh, you know, in a polluted environment? Uh, would you want them all to kind of be coughing or having illnesses all the time? Basically, how would you want, you know, your future generations to be? So if that's going to help you change and think again about, you know, taking on a sustainable lifestyle, then do this small exercise. Beautifully put out there. Uh, so thank you, Zitin. Thank you. And um, it was very lovely, you know, to start off with asking yourself why. All right. Uh, we did uh, talk about Next Mile Co being started in I mean, sorry, during the pandemic <laughs> as 2020, has it affected your business in any way, both in a positive and a negative front? So h- how, how has it been? I think being a pandemic baby is in a way a blessing because, you know, we've been still able to manage well, built a team, got a few bl- clients. We're also looking at expanding soon. Also, the good thing about Next Mile Co is that the fact that it, it is strategy based at the moment, that allows also the team to be remote. Because, you know, you can just work from the comfort of your own home. uh, And that's in a way a great positive, you know, in these very challenging and trying times. So we are being able to kind of deliver uh, to our clients as well. So, yeah, (laughs) it's mostly been positive. So, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's wonderful. That's great. So we've spoken about the business and how we as individuals can make a difference. Thank you for all those pointers. Welcome. But I, I do know, I think in our previous conversations and interactions, uh, you have mentioned that uh, you are staying in Nagaland, <laughs> in the mountains. Yes, <laughs> so my next question out here is, considering the pandemic, we all know that well-being is of utmost importance uh, for all of us. Uh, so I want to know, what is your 
well-being or workout routine is like and what do you indulge in apart from work and i know it, it surely must be interesting because you're out at the mountains <laughs> <laughs> sure sure absolutely yeah um well-being is actually a very important aspect especially in these very very trying times that you know we all are going through and even otherwise even if even if it's business as usual i think many entrepreneurs and just people in general they tend to neglect the idea of well-being you know i remember reading an article by forbes uh, somewhere early this year i think in february sometime mm-hmm. and um, it stated how entrepreneurs are 50% more likely to be dealing with at least one mental health issue at a time now that's that's quite a scary stat uh, but that also means that you know the the awareness uh, of the fact that this could happen should make entrepreneurs even more careful uh, about this aspect right you can keep improving your skill set but if you're eventually going to break down what's you know what's the point right um to kind of keep myself sane in that sense i do a few things uh, every day <laughs> uh so the wall that adjoins my bed has a few um you know colorful papers cut in different shapes uh which has you know positive affirmation quotes that i have handwritten and i read those out every morning so you know just as an example i choose kindness uh, i face life with courage i cultivate the attitude of gratitude uh, i dream and the full form of dream is do relevant enjoy aspire meaning that's d r e a m wow and um, and so on you know there are a couple of more and you can write what you feel like uh, but it should be positive and um, it should be positive such that you feel like getting up and reading it every morning even if it's the same thing you could keep adding you could uh, you know customize it you could keep changing but ideally it should be positive so that's something i do um, when i wake up like literally i get up from my bed and that's the first thing i see i don't even get up to the, <laughs> go to the loo brush nothing before that i read these things right so that's that's one thing i do every day another thing that i do every day is i have a book where i write it's called my universe book so i believe in the concept of the universe um such that if you genuinely ask the universe something it'll it'll give you signs it'll give you signals as i mentioned earlier you know who to interact with what time when how you know i write i write my asks to the universe i want to be this i want to do this i want to have this in this format and it's always the sentence structure is always positive you know like i want to travel the world i want to improve my mental well being for instance or it could be it could this is personal it could be professional uh, i want next mile co to empower let's say 10000 entrepreneurs just as an example uh, you may like to put a timeline or may not it's up to you uh, in my universe book i don't put timelines uh, because it is like my wish book i don't want to put pressure when i'm writing every morning that oh now there's one day less to for next mile co to empower 10000 entrepreneurs you know so yeah so uh, i think those two things are definitely a constant i have a personal diary so when i'm feeling down or i'm feeling very happy about something also uh, i write uh, i write mostly once in two days i'd have liked to write every day but then sometimes i do sometimes i don't uh, but i i try to keep that uh, as a constant as well uh, apart from that uh, i do a lot of things so i have a couple of hobbies i play the ukulele um, my podcast if you um, if any of your listeners or you have a chance to listen my podcast tune has been created by me only on my ukulele 
Wow, that's interesting. Okay, I have to go back and check it out. <laughs> sure. So that's, I play the ukulele occasionally. I run my podcast, of course, as all your, all of you know. Um, I occasionally color. I have a coloring book. Uh, I love to travel. So I have an active travel blog as well as a, a public Instagram page uh, where I you know, talk about my travels. I write poems and I also write uh, literary pieces for voiceovers and videos. Uh, so those are the, some of the things that I do. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I mean, there's there's a whole list of things. <laughs> it's not some. Yes, yes, yes. It is. I pick and choose whatever I feel like. <laughs> I, I think that's the beauty of it. I think a whole lot of things. Yes. And um, I think it's it's really uh, nice and beautiful that, uh, you know, you're keeping yourself engaged in a whole lot of different ways. Kind of spoiled for choice. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Right. Uh, so we come to the end uh, of the last section, which I have is called as the pruner spotlight section. So I'm going to run you through a few questions um, and you could answer to me in a word or two or a sentence or two. I mean, I, I leave it totally up to you. Uh, so it can be on the professional front or the personal front. Uh, I mean, we'll just take it as it goes. <laughs> All right. So let's do we get started? Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. My first question is, what is your ikigai? So Ikigai is nothing but the reason for your being. Uh, so what is that one thing that you would do uh, on any given day, no matter what is happening around the world? So what is that one thing? Ask myself why for everything. Why? That's what I would do every time, all the time. I do it all the time. <laughs> why, am I, why am I talking to you right now? Yeah, there's always a why. Why are people listening to me on this podcast? Mm. Yeah, yeah, why? <laughs> Okay, it's always the why. All right. So any person uh, who has inspired you or any book which has inspired you, so you can talk about any or both of them as well. Simon Sinek is um, a great uh, person who's inspired me. Um, and also, like most of his books are pretty good. So I, I, I love his books on leadership. They, I mean, all his books are great. Like I've not read all of them, but I've read like 70 to 80% of his books and like those are really, really insightful, extremely, um, you know, uh, I use this golden circle theory very often, uh, which has a why at the core. So that's, that's why the answer to your previous question. <laughs> I know, I could just so resonate with that. Yeah. <laughs> Simon Sinek, yeah. So uh, from the leadership point of view, yes, Simon Sinek, um, another person who's extremely inspirational is Paul Polman. Uh, Paul Polman is the um, ex, you know, uh, lead or CEO of Unilever. Extremely well-traveled, very uh, empathetic as a leader and also huge in the sustainability space. Uh, he's, he's an inspiration to many, including me. So yeah, those two people for sure. Wonderful. All right. Okay. My um, third question is, hypothetically, if you turn out to be the richest person in the world tomorrow, yeah. what would you like to do? Or would you continue to do what you're already doing? Scale up next mile code. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Brilliantly uh, said. Uh, my next question, uh, your choice, mountains or plain lands? Mountains, for sure. If you had asked beaches and mountains, then I would be slightly, but thank God you asked me like <laughs> plain lands and uh, mountains. Mountains, yes. <laughs> Although I have road sickness, by the way, which is a very big no-no if you're living in the mountains. But, I know. Uh, but anyway, still mountains. They are more picturesque than the plains somehow. Or maybe I've I've seen um, mountains which are more picturesque than plainlands um, in my life. So yeah. 
no 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 i think i agree it's, it has to be the mountains <laughs> all right um okay uh, next question what is your definition of success um i think having a clear purpose that's when you know you should feel that you are successful it's not a race with somebody else it's with it's a race with you yesterday or you just 2 minutes ago right the clearer your purpose gets the more successful you're getting uh you know to understand yourself better and therefore serve the world better yeah beautifully worded and again i think we have to go back to the first answer why <laughs> to find out your clear purpose <laughs> yes absolutely lovely lovely okay uh my last question is um what is that one key takeaway uh, or any point uh, which you would want to share with fellow entrepreneurs who are on this journey yeah. and who want to scale or for those uh, you know who want to take on this entrepreneurial journey or is just waiting for that opportunity uh, so what would you like to say to them you know um what i would say is um so th- this is um, again maybe a little detailed but um, this is something that i've said earlier also publicly it's something that came to me personally and um, but i think there are three great words to live by uh, for any person mm-hmm. definitely if you're an entrepreneur definitely yes but also for any other person i was talking to uh, my my friend um, and i noticed her and she's a very close uh, college friend and i was i noticed her uh, whatsapp status you know and it said right. um, perseverance patience and purpose and what i would like to say is that these three words are definitely create to live by and for entrepreneurs specifically i think it should go the reverse order so you should start with purpose patience and then perseverance because obviously with purpose you learn a lot more and you try and understand yourself better which is what i spoke about earlier and then if you are patient only then will you persevere and then actually move to the next level um and get your dreams you know to reality and i think those are the three uh, important words to live by and another th- another thing that's very important i think is take every opportunity and just grow from there as long as it's backed with your purpose of fulfilling what you want to fulfill um internally and otherwise just just take every opportunity and grow just just take it just take it because you you don't know from where what will arise and what will happen next Uh, especially in an entrepreneurial journey you just you just never know you know what comes from where you know and um, that's why i think it's very important to respect the fact that you're getting an opportunity treat it as an opportunity and just take it and uh, grow from there that's that's very important and that's why i always talk about four important words which is keep an open mind of course for that you need to keep open eyes ears everything but uh, to begin with keep an open mind because um, uh judging anybody or judging any opportunity uh, let's say this is too small uh, a publication or let's say this is too small a podcast it doesn't have enough uh, audience you don't know what that article or that magazine will be tomorrow yeah. you know um and at that point in time it will be a big thing for you um and it doesn't matter as long as you're being able to provide value even to a small set of people so be it you're providing value so that's it that's uh that's a very a lot of me talking personally out of my own experience but uh, i think uh, when entrepreneurs talk to entrepreneurs and they they've gone through their journey as well mine is just too short to say much but um, just generally speaking even you know my work career of for 8 and a half years now that's kind of taught me a couple of those things which i feel i can practice uh, in my entrepreneurial journey as well so 
those were some of the things that yeah hope they find useful oh yes absolutely and um, i really like the way you said it you know firstly keep an open mind i just want to go back to what you said earlier i think it's it's what uh, it's the sum of the choices that you make so yes i mean uh, just reiterating what you just said is um, you know uh, it's just been 8 months or you know since you started uh, next mile co uh, but then of course with respect to the sum of the choices that you've made so far earlier the previous years all of those years i think that's where you are at today because of all of those choices that you made so so beautiful i mean i'm just getting back to whatever that you said and uh, it's it's just so beautiful because always take on an opportunity explore just be at it absolutely absolutely all right so lastly how can one reach out to you zitin for next mile co for the sustainability aspect and for of course the travel part <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm active on linkedin instagram facebook and twitter as at zitin munshi that's at the rate z i t i n m u n s h i or in case you prefer to write me an email you can write to me on zitin which is z i t i n at nextmileco that's n e x t m i l e c o dot com if you'd like to reach out to us at nextmileco we're active on linkedin instagram and facebook as at the rate nextmileco that's at the rate n e x t m i l e c o my podcast is sustainability simplified we're live on youtube Google Podcast, Stitcher, Gaana, Jio Seven, uh, and so on. <laughs> In case you um also are a travel buff like me, you can check out my uh public page on Instagram, which is at the rate trip to with Z. That's at the rate T R I P T O E W I T H Z I I, and you will find the link of my blog in the Instagram bio itself. So yep that's where all you can reach me super amazing and thank you for that i will surely leave these links in the episode description sure. zitin uh, thank you for this i mean i had an amazing and a very insightful conversation uh, not just about sustainability but about everything else and um, of course getting on with the challenges the perseverance of being an entrepreneur i'm just so amazed uh, with uh, what you and your team are putting forth uh, for all the businesses so so i'm so glad and honored to have you on my show and thank you so much thank you so much shweta it was an absolute um, you know pleasure to be here and um, you know share some of the gyan <laughs> yes but um, moreover i think it was it was quite interesting to also relive some of you know those personal moments and also professional moments um you know through the questions that you asked me uh, throughout this episode so thanks for that and thanks for having me thanks for having me really my pleasure as always thank you so much thank you so much <laughs> yeah well that was quite an insightful conversation with zitin and uh, let's look into some of the key learnings uh we we saw how zitin uh, started uh, with uh, learning economics and also how she got interested in sustainable development through her studies and research and also working in in the Hindustan Unilever for about 4 years and her volunteering experience in Botswana also gave her insight um into how small businesses can make an impact and how they can embed uh, sustainability into their business models that's how she started nextmile co uh, which is a consulting firm uh, which helps uh, 
businesses run sustainability in various aspects. We also looked into what were the challenges uh, that she went through uh, while starting uh, Next Mile Co. Uh, the four key areas which uh, Next Mile Co. helps uh, businesses in is uh, uh, the value chain, uh, that being the operational efficiency of the company, amplifying marketing uh, and communication channels, uh, sparking collaborations uh, so that they can uh, involve with the right kind of partnerships, and also in spearheading innovation. So these are the four key areas that uh, Next Mile Co. addresses. Uh, we also looked into um, Zitin's uh, podcast, uh, Sustainability Simplified, where she talks to fellow entrepreneurs and businesses um, who have um, incorporated sustainability in their business model. And uh, she also explains how sustainability can uh, help in helping the businesses to perform better and also help the planet and people as well. Uh, she also did give in pointers as how we as individuals can make uh, a difference by incorporating uh, sustainable living. And it all starts with uh, asking ourselves with a question as to why we want to do it. Uh, Zidan went on to talk about her experience of starting a business uh, during the pandemic and how it has turned out for her. And uh, also... Uh, we did see Zithin mention a whole lot of things pertaining to uh, what she does for her well-being as well. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you liked the episode and felt this had some value, then please comment in the description section and also share the link with your friends. Likewise, you can comment on Instagram or take a screenshot of the episode and post it on Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Shweta C. Krish. Invest in yourself as this is the best insurance you can have no matter what life throws at you. <laughs>